0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA AM member FDIC. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Once again, whatever it may be for you, my name is Caitlin Unland, and I am your host of your favorite podcast, also known as Be That Girl. I hope you're all having a great start to your summer. Uh, I've been on summer break for two weeks now. I'm going into my third. One thing I want to say before I get into this week's content. Make sure that as you all go throughout these next couple of months where it's hot, you're expected to be in that little bikini on the beach or at the pool, the short shorts, the crop tops, all of that. Remember that you were given the body that you were given for a reason. I know for me, sometimes summer can almost be triggering to me because I hate my arms and I hate my stomach. From all my years of lifting and like my naturally broad ass shoulders, sometimes I really start looking like an NFL linebacker when I throw on a tank top or strapless shirt. I don't have a flat stomach, I've never had a flat stomach, and I will probably never have a flat stomach. So sometimes that pressure to wear that bikini is a lot for me, and I know a lot of others feel that as well. I know we've all heard it before, but everybody is a bikini body, and everybody is a beach body. Don't restrict yourself from doing or wearing something this summer just because you might feel that you don't meet society's standards for beauty, Your body has gotten you through all the sports that you've played in your life all your workouts your sicknesses your good health your bad health so love your body back and wear the damn bikini something that i always tell myself that helps me a little bit when i'm feeling insecure during these months is that i know 100 on that there is nobody on this earth that is as hard as i am on myself i'm already starting my stuttering but really we truly are our biggest critics so most of the things that we hate about ourselves or are insecure about ourselves, other people don't even notice it. Going back to a couple of months ago when I did an episode on faking it till you make it, that's what I need all of us to try to do this summer. Let's fake it till we make it and wear anything and everything that we think is cute, that we like this summer, even if quote unquote, we might not pull it off. Now that I'm done with that little rant, let's get into this week's episode, all about attachment styles. Attachment styles are something that I had never heard of until like a year ago on TikTok. TikTok really beat like some free therapy, y'all. Like it's really crazy. But after I like saw it for the first time, started seeing more videos about it, it really intrigued me because it gave me a lot of insight into not only like what style I tend to lean towards, but why I lead to that style and how it affects my relationships and what I can do to work on myself to get out of that style and get to where I want to be. So there are three main attachment styles: avoidant, anxious, and secure. There's more than 3, but these are the three main ones and you'll hear about them most often and this is what most people fall into. I think each of us after this episode will be able to decipher pretty easily which style we fall under. Um I'm going to go over each style, like explain it and like the reasoning why someone might lean towards this style naturally. And then we can what we can do to get out of the unhealthy attachment styles and into a healthy attachment style. That will not only bring us relation happiness in our relationship, but also peace inside of ourselves if something were to happen to that relationship. So let's start with the bad stuff and we'll end with the good stuff and how to get there. So first up, avoidant attachment styles. People with an avoidant attachment style are what I like to call commitment phobes. They fear commitment, they reject it, they're often emotionally unavailable and they regularly self-sabotage their own relationships so that they don't have to get to the point where they feel like they're required to commit. This is a touchy subject, not because I fall under this commitment, st- ca- commitment style category, but because almost every man I've ever dated is an avoidant attachment style to a freaking T. There's typically two reasons why someone falls under an avoidant attachment style. The first being... Kids who were often left to fend for themselves when they were children or who consistently had their feelings dismissed tend to grow into avoidant attachment styles. When they reach their adult stage in their life, they have been programmed to be overly independent, not rely on others even when they should, and they tend to lack the ability to positively express their emotions and what's going on inside their heads. When they were younger, they were constantly told that they weren't allowed to have emotions or maybe that their emotions and their feelings weren't valid. So now they just try their best to completely turn it off, push them below the surface until something happens that eventually makes them explode. Believe me when I say every man I have ever dated, at least at the time was a huge example of an avoidant attachment style. Speaking from experience, if your partner is constantly trying to shut you out, push you away, distance themselves from you, it's because they have an avoidant attachment style And they genuinely do not know how to handle another person caring about them and wanting to be with them. My ex, when we first started talking, would quite literally, and this sounds like psychotic, I'm embarrassed that I put up with this, but he would put a cap on how many times a week we could hang out because he didn't want to get, quote unquote, too close. He had all these rules about what we, when, about, oh my gosh, here it goes again. He had all these rules about we can't have two sleepovers back-to-back like two nights in a row, or don't ask me too personal questions about my family. All of these things just because he was so terrified to have someone get too close to him and see all the good things, the bad things, everything that made him him. But for someone like me, who has an anxious attachment style, I literally almost looked at it as as a challenge of sorts at the time and basically just honestly harassed him, let's say, until the point where he was telling me anything and everything. We were together every single day now don't like hear that and be like oh i just have to like force my partner like force down my partner i don't think it's a healthy way to go <laughs> about breaking down the walls but like that was what i had to do to survive that relationship so i did it at least with the year and a half that we were together he truly was so terrified of someone getting too close to him that he would constantly self-sabotage just to take the pressure off he had a pretty rough upbringing and i'm pretty confident that that's the reason he naturally leans towards the um, avoidant attachment style. But one of the things I admired most about him is that he is constantly trying to break those generational curses and figure out what he has to do to better himself and overcome some of the circumstances that he has faced throughout his life. The second reason that a lot of people lean towards avoidant attachment is a defense mechanism because of how badly that they were hurt at some point throughout their lives. If someone had a traumatic abusive relationship or maybe dealt with betrayal or they were cheated on by their first love. Oftentimes they will completely shut off their emotions and push others away in hopes that they never have to go through that hurt again. At the end of the day though, even if you're not expressing your hurt on the surface, you're still feeling it and even worse, you're hiding it and you're feeling it and you're dealing with it alone and it's not healthy. Being hurt is a part of life. It is how we grow. It's how we learn. It shows us what and who we really care about. Let yourself be open to being hurt. Unfortunately, the person who tends to control most relationships is the person in that relationship who appears to care the least. If you've built up your walls so high that nobody can climb them, then you've now moved from being hurt to hurting others, which is almost always worse. So we've talked about the bad so how do we come overcome this like i said the harassing your significant other into opening up probably isn't the healthiest way to go about getting over this issue in a relationship so start small whether it's like a goal for that person maybe this week i won't get defensive when asked personal questions but instead i'll be appreciative and open to the fact that someone cares enough about me to want to get to know me better Try to figure out how to identify in the moment when you might be self sabotaging or pushing someone that you care about away and kind of rephrase how you're speaking to them. Remind yourself that it is not a bad thing to have somebody that cares about you or to have somebody that you care about and lastly. Therapy is something that I would suggest for someone in any walk of life, any attachment style, any circumstances, good or bad, there is something that each and every person on this earth could get out of going therapy, going to therapy. Whether it's just an unbiased ear to listen to you while you vent, seeking advice, or if you just need a safe space, or if you just need a break. If therapy is something that you have the means to do, then I say do it. Now, on to the next attachment style. Anxious attachment style. This is 100% me through and through. But what is an anxious attachment style? Someone who exhibits an anxious attachment style is someone who tends to directly correlate their happiness and their peace with their significant other. They get attached to the point, to the potential or the idea of someone, and they tend to lose sight of the reality of that relationship. I'm gonna read that again so I can, you know, take that little clip for TikTok, but I stuttered, of course. So someone who exhibits an anxious attachment style is someone who tends to directly correlate their happiness and their peace with their significant other. They get attached to the potential or the idea of someone, and they tend to lose sight of the reality of that relationship. They're highly sensitive and they take everything personally. They are me. I am they all that (laughs) something I've said before, but I want to say again is just because I have this podcast, like I am in no way an expert on any of this. The same way that like when I put these episodes out that they help you guys, it also helps me. It's almost a type of therapy just to like sit here and like express my feelings and do some research on like relationships and everything like that. So just know that like when I talk about this stuff, I am right alongside you guys and I'm learning with you guys. Anyway, another big thing that comes along with having an anxious attachment style is trust issues. If your partner has given you no reason to not be able to trust them, but you still find yourself worrying about... They're every move, unable to sleep unless they've texted or they called or always assume the worst, it's probably because you have an anxious attachment style. Obviously, there are reasons for having an anxious attachment style, such as like being cheated on your past, but if there's no reasonable logic for you to not trust this person, it's because you're caught in this style. I saw a quote on TikTok that said, people who suffer from anxious attachment style only feel as secure as their last encounter with that person and that hit home. If I left my exes and we fought, I would constantly be worrying, having anxiety until I saw him again. If we didn't constantly have plans to hang out, I would convince myself for whatever reason that I was never gonna see him again, never gonna hear from him again. I feel this way because I put my inner peace into him. I depended on him for that happiness and that inner peace. I could feel inner peace. I couldn't feel inner peace Unless there was peace in our relationship, and that is not a place that you want to be at. Your inner peace, your happiness, should never be dependent to another person. That person should only be able to add to it. Now, there's multiple different theories behind why people tend to succumb to this attachment style. Whether it's trauma, neglect, or separation from a parent growing up, I'm still trying to figure out my reasoning behind leaning this way. I had really the most amazing parents growing up who were always there for me in any and all situations. Like I really was truly blessed. So as far as I know, it's not stemming from my childhood trauma, but whatever happened to me to get to this point, here I am. And I'm trying to learn how to overcome it. I do have anxiety. So like, I'm just a naturally anxious person about anything and everything. So that might just be where it stems from, but I'm still searching just to figure out what makes me me. How can I deal with this? Here are some ways that have helped me learn to cope with this attachment style. First, if you fall into the anxious attachment style category, you have to find a way to give reassurance to yourself and not go looking for it in another person. When you are getting anxious or you feel yourself start to worry, it's important that you just take a breath, you remind yourself, reassure yourself, this person is with me for a reason and if they did not want to be with me, they would not be with me. That's been huge for me giving my me myself giving myself those constant little affirmations almost that I'm like okay we're okay we're going to be okay I don't need him to constantly kiss my ass and tell him how much he loves me have him tell me how much he loves me Second piece of advice have a life outside of that person I know I tend to get so caught up in a person or in a relationship I forget about everything else I will drop anything at any time to be with that person And I sometimes tend to neglect friendships or family relationships. Stop doing that. Learn to be secure enough within yourself that you're able to maintain those outside friendships. You don't become codependent. And ultimately, you realize that you can live without this person. You just don't want to have to. And lastly, go to therapy. (laughs) Now, there's no data on this, and yes, I checked, but from my personal experience, I think it's very safe to say men tend to lean towards an avoidant attachment style, while most women tend to lean towards an anxious attachment style, and I think this is where a lot of issues in our relationships come from, when one person in the relationship is self-sabotaging running from that relationship because they're scared, and one is clinging so tightly to that relationship because they're petrified of losing that person. Whatever the reason being, I think it's just that, oh my God, y'all, tongue tied. Whatever the reason being, I just think that's an important little piece to know as you go about dating and getting involved in a relationship with another person. The last attachment style that we're gonna talk about is like our goal attachment style. It's the healthiest, it's where you wanna be. It's a secure attachment style and it's just as it sounds. In secure attachment styles, that person is trusting, they're affectionate, responsive, and overall accepting of that relationship and everything that comes with it. They're not codependent. They have a life with and without that person. They set clear boundaries and they stick to them. Doesn't that just sound like a dream? But for real, that's the ideal relationship. It's healthy. It's beneficial. It's relationships like that that make life worth living. In my opinion, it's also the hardest to obtain because it's the most work it's easy to be avoidant it's easy to be anxious to truly be a secure attachment style it's hard work both that both you and your partner have to put in i have never reached a secure attachment with someone and i have also not been in a relationship with someone who fell under this category but if i had to imagine here's some advice i would give set those boundaries before the relationship starts be stern and honest when you have that boundary talk with your significant other and don't get weak and waver on those boundaries. I'm not gonna talk too much about boundaries because I have an entire episode dedicated to setting boundaries. So go give it a listen because those really are one of the most important aspects in building healthy relationships is having those boundaries. Another huge aspect of a healthy relationship is open communication. Your partner is not only supposed to be your partner, but they're supposed to be your best friend. So you really should be able to talk to this person about almost anything and everything that you love, And anything and everything that you don't love about this relationship. Lastly, y'all already know what I'm going to say. Go to therapy. This is also not backed by any data. But in my opinion, the secure attachment style is the least common amongst people today. It involves a lot of work amongst both people in that relationship to get to that point. We also all have some level some form of hurt or trauma that we've dealt with throughout our lives whether we realize it or not and all of this affects our interactions on a daily basis the biggest thing you can hear me say is be self-aware self-reflect honestly and see what you need to heal within yourself before getting involved with somebody else we all have issues they just manifest themselves differently in every person As always, please feel free to reach out to me with any content ideas, advice, questions, or comments. You guys all know the deal. Until then, I am Kaylin Ellens, and I will see you all next week. XOXO, the queen.